With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome in. Happy Friday. Happy Veterans Day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast every day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Look, this is a weird day. Veterans Day can be a weird day. It's like everybody tries to outpatriot themselves. I like, no, no, I'm more loyal to the troops. No, I'm more loyal to the troops. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Uh, I've been very fortunate during my time. Uh, I've, I've lived in three different countries. And when I grew up in a, I grew up in a town, Orange, California. 
And I went to high school in Tustin. Tustin used to have Tustin uh, Air Base, Tustin Marine Base, El Toro Marine Base as well, fed in. Some of those were Tustin kids. So I have an affinity, obviously, for the Marines. And then um, I have my son has played football, uh, flag, tackle, and basketball with some Marines kids from Pendleton, which is down in San Diego, just around Oceanside area. Um, but as, and then I, we got a, Wyatt Satterley is a young kid who's in the Naval Academy. I have a very good friend of mine, Mike Papura, who is an officer in the army. Now he's a famous lawyer or whatever. Um, and in the Air Force Academy, I'd love, co- I love going to that place and calling games at Clune Arena. Uh, and I, so I, I have an affinity for all the services. I never answered this yesterday. Air Force was my jam. That was the one that I always thought that would be cool because I liked Aim High Air Force. I just thought that's like, whoever came up with that, like, it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Meanwhile, this is me. I'm not trying to outpatriot anybody. Okay? I didn't serve. I know people that served. If you served even a minute in the armed forces, thank you. Okay? And if you have a family member did, like, I can't imagine when somebody goes overseas, especially like during our lifetime, we've had conflicts. Remember we were, I remember I was in eighth grade during the first Persian Gulf war. That was like the first televised live televised war. And it was these like glow in the dark lasers, which are really rockets firing back. Do you guys remember that? And at the time, like it's, it's very hard, very hard to understand it when you're a kid and when you watch these lasers and then all of a sudden you see the destruction and people not having family members coming home. And if you've gone through nine 11 and what soldiers, you know, forget government, just the, the human beings that went and served and continue to serve. Thank you. This is your day. You deserve it. You deserve all the thanks and all the appreciation. And then some, all right, let's, let's get to uh let's get to wristband gate. So there's this thing in the NFL where apparently, and I didn't know this was a thing until recently. It's, it's not that it's uncool, but there's something about wearing a wristband that's like you need help. It's a legal cheat sheet. I, I've had this conversation with my kids. Anybody, I don't know, Ramos, uh, Jay Stu, your, your, your son's old enough, like, where they have an open book test. I remember like my daughter, Grace, like she, she, she got like a C on a test. I was like, how do you possibly get a C on this test? She's like, dad, this class is hard. I go, Grace, it's an open book test. But the problem was she didn't take good enough notes, right? So it didn't really, she's like, well, I, I didn't take good enough notes. So it wouldn't really help me. Like, well, why don't you redo the test, redo your notes and see if you can go back and get a mulligan, if you will. So earlier this week, Pete Carroll said this about Gina Smith and his use of a wristband. The long relationship of, of I don't know exactly what he said, but but I, I think you know won a lot of games. Okay, having a little little trouble with with the cut. We got the we got long there we go. relationship of of sitting there and watching the scheme and the and the concepts and the situations that Gino has in his background, and then then putting it together with Shane's communication. Shane, he's getting everything he can get out of Shane. Shane helps him all the way through to the you know to the fifteen second point. I mean, they're just communicating to get it done, and there's this conversation that goes on, and so they work it out. And Gino's taking advantage of all of that. If you notice, Gino's going off the off. The wristband that's a 
big help. It's 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 smoothed things out, sped things up, cleaned things up, and and that's that's part of it too. And and you know we we never did that before. There was resistance to that, so we didn't do that before. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I I know that we're told, and and if you see it in print, you think it's Pete Carroll taking a direct shot at Russell Wilson, and maybe it is. It's a it's a little dig, but if you go and Google, and I actually did this this morning. This is how this is how I prepare. What what do you do prepare for show? I knew we were going to talk about this, and Jay Stu's been all over the story, and I was like, let me just Google. Didn't Peyton Manning? I remember him wearing a wristband. Tom Brady, doesn't he wear the wristband? Matter of fact, you go online, you can see the play call sheet from Peyton Manning when he was with the Colts. So I think what's interesting is basically the accusation, and apparently Russell Wilson is now wearing a wristband, wore it last week and will wear it in future weeks, is he didn't want to wear one because, well, that would, you know, you look like you need help and I don't need help. He's Russell Wilson's the guy who needs glasses and refuses to wear them. Right. Or the guy who has ADD and refuses to acknowledge it and kind of get help for it. Doesn't mean you have to be medicated, but get help for it or has, you know, I mean, you pick whatever you have that other people have. It's like to say you need, I don't need help. Russell Wilson's like, Kind of trying to be classic guy. I don't need help for directions. This is so hard with the directions thing because nobody asks for directions anymore because now you have them on the phone. But it was just, it was a classic joking. There's a bunch of jokes in comedy which can't be told anymore because guys don't ask, nobody asks for directions. Right? There was the first guys don't ask for directions and then when they do, you, know, you go up six lights and you take a right. And then you pull away and you're like, wait, do I count this light that I'm at? That's what Russell Wilson is being accused of being. Gino Smith was asked about it yesterday. Here's Gino. I've done the wristband uh, a number of times in my career um, on all levels, and I think um, you know we've done it here as well. That's something that helps. It just eliminates you know a coach calling a ten play word and then me calling a ten play word right, right after him. You know it just takes time for all that to happen, and so you go right to the wristband. It kind of smooths out the operation and makes things faster. Here's Russell Wilson's response to Pete Carroll. I don't know exactly what he said, but but I, I think, you know, won a lot of games there without one on the wrist. I didn't know uh, winning or losing mattered if you wore a wristband or not. Nathaniel Hackett said this as to why Russell Wilson wore a wristband for the first time in their game against the Jags. Like we've said from the very beginning, we've been looking at everything and kind of thinking of anything we can do to help our process, help our offense, do whatever we have to do. Uh, we just always want to evaluate everything and try to find a way to get better. And if that's going to help us get better, then we want to do it. Um, this is interesting. So let's let's piece this thing together, okay? So Russell Wilson didn't want to wear the wristband. Pete Carroll, Geno Smith said, it smooths out and speeds up the process, makes everything easier. Just a little bit, little bit of help there. What was the biggest issue that the Broncos had offensively outside of sucking for the first half of the season? Uh, yes, Jason Smith in the back. You had, you had your hand up. Do you have an answer to that question? Uh, what about you, John Ramos? You wanna, do you want to provide an answer to that question? I don't was, know. They couldn't get the plays in. Right? 
And we were all pointing out, like, what is going on with it? Do you remember the play clock where the Broncos fans are counting down the play clock? Have you ever seen that ever in professional football? Like, they're having such a trouble getting the plays in that the actual home team fans are like, 10, 9, 8, get it in, 6, 5, snap the ball, 4, 3, 2, oh, come on. Even Nathaniel Hackett's like, look, we're looking at everything and the arrogance of Russell Wilson. Hey, you know, it I I was I fought it for a long all you gotta say is I fought it for a long time, but you know what? We want to speed up the process here, and it's helped, and I'm gonna try it. I, I just R- Russell strikes you as a guy who he he's so image conscious. So concerned about how you look. I want to appear to be smart. Russell, it seems like the guy that, maybe he's the guy that wears glasses when he doesn't need them. But it sure feels like he needs some cheaters to, to, to you know. I mean, guys get that way all the time. Let, let me ask you something. Jay Stu, you have a great head of hair, right? You have a remarkable head of hair. You're never going to have follic issues. <laughs> okay. right? You're just not. Okay. Not until you said that, anyways. No, there's no jinxing it. It's genetics, dude. There's nothing I can say that's going to cause your hair suddenly to fall out when it hasn't fallen out to this point. You're grown. You're 50 years old. You got a perfect head of hair. It ain't changing, dude. That's sweet of you. Thank you. It's not sweet of me. This is actual science. You're right. Genetics has nothing to do with me. You're right. Correct. It has literally nothing to do with you, right? I mean, all those drugs you did when in your teenage years, apparently (laughs) they they didn't hurt you, right? I mean, who knew? And then the other behaviors you had. Anyway, regardless of it, regardless of it. But there, have you ever seen guys that, I just, I can't do the dyed hair guy. Like you walk in and like, that's not your hair color, dude. I don't understand dyed hair guy. White guy who dyes hair is the same thing as, I don't understand black guy who doesn't shave his head when he's going bald. Like, right? Like you don't, you get like being gray is kind of a cool thing, right? You don't want to go gray super early, but you can always kind of make it work. Like there's nothing wrong with going gray. I just, I can't do the hair dye thing. I don't understand it. It never looks real ever, ever, ever. It doesn't look real to me. Anyway, that's my, I don't know why I got in a hair thing rant, but then I was talking about like, isn't, um, do you need glasses? I actually need glasses for distances. I've had yeah, but, I, I've needed glasses but, since I was uh, like 16 years old, and I didn't decide to get glasses until I was 20. I never needed glasses, and then I started needing glasses for distances into my mid late 20s. And but what what it, there was a, there was also a twist. There was also a, a uh, like a sea change in society because when we were kids, wearing glasses meant you were a dork. Right, you're yeah, a nerd. Four eyes, you're a yeah. four, four eyes, and now it's like a woman. It's like sexy librarian, and for a dude, it's you're. It's kind of regal. It's kind of cool, right? I mean, you've seen NBA players. Remember, they went through a run where they were wearing glasses, even though they didn't need them. Yes, John, uh, John Ramos. You know what's become a big now that wasn't big or was bad when we were kids as well. Remember braces? You had to wear braces. You had to have that thing around your face, and you looked horrible. Now it's headgear? an in thing. Like you all here, ki- yeah, the headgear. Now, like glasses, kids love braces. They can't wait to get them on. My son has them. He has different colors, 
ribbon. I mean, it's like a cool thing now. When we were kids, it was Brace face. the ultimate. Not when they said you're gonna get braces, I literally wept. You know. Well, you wept when you got braces. No, I never got braces. I'm just saying, if I would have wept if they told I had me braces when I was kid. I I'm I, I do know brace face was a thing, right? And I had some, I had some, uh, my lower, uh, my my lowers. I had these cap braces that usually are in the are in the base. I had them all on all my teeth, which were super painful to get on. But when they get off, it feels so cool. Um, I don't know. I think the headgear was the part when we were kids that was the the worst, right? And but you didn't have to wear it during the day. There was there was some that they had to wear, wear stuff during the day. Um, I, I there was taboo on braces, Jason. Where you were growing up, I don't remember there being as much. I do brace face a little bit. I don't remember it being. Yes, it's a little bit more prevalent now. I don't think that's more popular. I think that it's a little bit more affordable and parents have either better insurance or they're more apt to get it, right? I don't know, Jay, where are we're, you on the braces? We're thing? talking about the 80s. So anything that wasn't just a regular looking, looking person was made fun of. That, that, was, that was the insecurity of the 80s child. If you're overweight, you're blubber, you're fat, and if you had braces on, your brace face... I don't remember there being any more of a stigma, but the four eyes thing, that was what we grew up in. We grew up yeah. in the culture of insults. And yes. if you had something different about you, then that was getting insulted. Really healthy great, stuff. It, it, it's a, yeah, but it's a great point though, right? Because we've, the pendulum has swung the other way now, right? Where now you can't, I was talking about this with my son last night. My dad used to have this, it's still probably at my mom's house, um, a soft cover book which is like now you can pick it up at the airport or whatever and it was truly tasteless jokes and like you pick the race and there's a joke about each of these races and black guys and white guys and men and women and polish people and russians and whatever spanish people mexican people there's jokes about all of them like that they would burn that book today that you can't right it's so and it's so offensive now we've gone from when we were kids Everything was, you know, outside of cancer, because if you told jokes about somebody's mom, then you go like, hey, my mom has cancer. Like, okay, that's all right. (laughs) You could tell jokes about anything. And now everything's off limits. I think it's a it's a overcorrection from our generation that didn't like being made fun of when we were kids. And now we've kind of overcorrected and nothing's fun anymore. What do you think, Jason? That's my hypothesis. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and we can go down a rabbit hole of things that are catered to for kids now because they admit that they are one thing or into one thing and the school has to completely like uproot their thing to, uh, to cater to. Well, them. the easiest thing is this, if, and, and I try not be this way, is kid gets in trouble at school. Okay. And you come, a kid comes up and, he's like, and then they say, the kid says, well, the teacher's mean. The teacher did this. When we were kids, like there wasn't any questioning the teacher. You came home, you got in trouble. You were getting a spanking. You're getting a whooping. You're getting the belt or you're getting whatever. Or you're getting, you know, detention and all this other stuff. You got everything taken away. No Nintendo. Oh, no Nintendo. No no ColecoVision. Taking away your ColecoVision. Took away my ColecoVision. Can't play Atari. Anyway, um, yeah, that's what we would we, we would we would do. I mean, like you go back before our generation, they had the dunce cap. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
<laughs> that actually happened. Single you out, put you in the corner, put so you in the corner, and then you. put a put a, a a cone of shame on your head. They literally had a dunce cap. Think about that. Try the dunce cap today. I dare you. All right, coming up on the Doug. Guy. So we all agree, Russ. So do we? What do you think? Russell Wilson is the guy who needs glasses that won't wear them. Oh yeah. And now he's wearing, now he's wearing glasses. He's like, you know, I can kind of see, but I don't actually need them. Even now, he's like, you know, I can I can see fine without them. Like, yeah, but you, you can you have perfect vision if you wear them. No, I, it's okay. I can I can see fine without them. See fine without them. Side note: the hardest thing about glasses is I lose them all the time. I just lose them all the time. And they're so expensive. And the ones, then you find the ones you like, and then you're like, man, I can't lose these, can't lose these. Don't even get me started on sunglasses. Every year in the spring, I'm like, hmm, those are a pair of sunglasses look really cool. I will lose them in like two weeks. So it's just a cost-benefit analysis, right? Coming up on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the TireRack.com studios. Happy Veterans Day to all of you who have served, or if anybody who has a family member or friend or significant other who served. We really appreciate it. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Happy Friday. You having a good day? Good. Happy Veterans Day to you and any of yours who served, are serving, will serve in the military. We appreciate you here at Fox Sports Radio, especially uh, here in the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm more patriotic than you are. Like, Stop that. We're all broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, I think this is interesting. Sean McVay said that, uh, he said this week, this is the most adversity he's faced since coming to LA. This is what Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator, former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ha- had to say about their team. Well, Sean, as, uh, <laughs> don't tell him I said, he's, he's extremely spoiled. First of all, out here in LA, man, we've done a lot of winning. This being the first time and the first opportunity for real adversity, not November last year, but real adversity when you're behind the chains, behind the sticks, so to speak, uh, when it comes to win-loss record, uh, some of the struggles that we've had as a team, as far as offense or whatever the case may be, some of the struggles we had just across the board with personnel, people, injuries, whatever the case may be, um, this is the most adversity he's had. I believe he asked Gary in his press conference the other day, does he think is the most? And it it certainly is. Um, But it's great opportunity for you to get that coach speak out and to go act on those things, to show mental toughness, to show the will to fight back, to show all those things that we want to be, um, to show our attacking mentality, to show how we're not going to just lay down for anybody. So I, I, here's what I'm going to do, okay? Sometimes I get ideas from the guys, and I take them as my own because I'm like, I like that idea. But I want to credit Jason Stewart because he said something which is counter to what I thought at the time. But it is fascinating now that you, you take a snapshot of it, you look at it. Which was what, Jason? Uh, my, my opinion about the Sean McVay situation? Yes. Yeah, so um, to me it was like when I heard this whole adversity thing, and by the way, Raheem Morris sounds like he's auditioning for the uh, head coaching job there, but um, Sean McVay, remember when it happened after the Super Bowl last year, there was that report that he might uh, step away from the Rams or retire and take this money that Amazon was throwing at him. I thought it was a it was an amazing, uh, an amazingly large amount of money. And I thought at the time, I don't care how much money that is, you got a, st- a stack team. It makes no sense to walk away. But there was so much credence to the report that it sounded like he gave it a lot of thought. And I'm like, that's just, that's interesting, but there's no way he ever does that. But now, if you take a look back after eight games here, if you take a look back, if he takes that super, or if he takes the Amazon job, then not only would he be making whatever it is, fifteen million bucks this year to to do TV, but he would also his stock as a head coach would be just through the roof. I mean, Sean Payton's stock is huge, and he he wasn't coming off a Super Bowl win. 
Um, so I think that if we had to do it all over again, I don't know if Sean McVay would have taken that money and at this point just been kind of sitting there and waiting for teams to give him them all the money in the world for the next gig. So that was so, kind of my thoughts. I, I, I got so uh, and Ramos is sitting there going like you can't leave a champion, right? Like you can't leave the Rams and you work for a billionaire owner who what I said at the time and and I'm, I'm, I, Jason, I don't remember when. You started working with us. You it was before the last season. Okay. So you were working with us as Super Bowl. So you remember when I said, I, I said, like, look, I don't think he ain't going anywhere. It's just leverage to get a new contract, which he did get a new contract. And if you remember, he also, that contract was tied to Les Need. They both got extensions together, right? Les wasn't, it wasn't announced until midway through training camp. Matter of fact, right, it was like an hour after we had Les on the radio live at Rams camp that Les needs their, their general manager. Sorry. He, he got an extension. So some of it is that the tie to less and leveraging their owner to get more money, whatever. But here's where I will agree with you. Okay. There are just times in which opportunities present themselves. There's, there's very few of these chairs in sports, right? There's right now. Okay. Obviously Monday night football has become a much more valuable chair. Now they've gone for it and they're going to get a Super Bowl. You had the Fox, NBC, and CBS, now Amazon, right? So that's five chairs, five networks, five chairs. ESPN, ABC, that thing was done, right? As soon as the season was over, that was already done. But that left a hole at Fox, and yeah, they wanted, I mean, there was obvious talk he could go there. And then there was talk that he would go to Amazon. And NBC already has Collinsworth, but I do think that if it really became a bidding war, wouldn't stun me if if they were at least intrigued because they had gotten rid of uh, they got rid of Drew Brees, right? Because Drew Brees was supposed to take over eventually for Collinsworth or be with Collinsworth, but he was so bad that they moved on from him, right? So there's a great opportunity there for McVeigh, and while I don't think it's about the adversity per se, it's about some of the stuff he should have seen coming. It was a top heavy team. And once again, they had to rebuild the, their offensive line. Um, Stafford, obviously, his elbow hasn't been great. Cam Akers, whatever's gone on there, has been kind of a mess. OBJ tore his ACL. Like, there, there were some things that held them back from not looking like the same team. And it's hard to be consistent at that level in any division, but especially this division. No matter what you think of it, still pretty damn good division, right? Like Arizona with Kyler Murray's healthy is a borderline playoff team. The Niners, they have talent. They'll, they'll be in the playoff discussion. Seattle's been an absolute surprise. Surprise. And then obviously the, the Rams have been a complete disappointment, but still they're there. They're in the conversation. But I, I, to me, it's about knowing what you have coming back, but also the timing of TV. It's not a crazy thought. I, I think that the part that you that we all diminishes the competitive ego. And, and, and look, because if, if you go to TV, the plus side is if you end as a Super Bowl champion and you're in your 30s, you can, and you're, here's your point, you can pick when and where. You could be the Cowboys next coach. You can pick when and where and how. Um, and you might even, as much as you think like, the Rams would never take you back. I don't think that's actually true. If they got in hard times, they if you handled the exit the right way, and even if you didn't, they would consider taking you back. But there is a lack of, if you if you love it, if you love the slop, 
if you will, if you love, because most coaches and McVay saying it's the most adversity, it doesn't mean that he doesn't like it. Like sometimes you learn more. I think most times you learn more from these types of years. You learn who's with you in, in the tough times. You learn what your owners really like. Any owner can give you an attaboy when you're winning a Super Bowl or going to a Super Bowl, going to the playoffs. Any owner is going to be great. What happens when you're like, hey, man, just stuff happens, tough year. And, you know, if the owner comes in like, hey, don't worry about me. We got your back. You're our guy. You won a Super Bowl last year. We're fine. Nothing changes. You just keep doing what you do. Like, and that shows you something. So you're right, but I do think that you have to, you have to factor in the mentality of football players, right? And McVay was a football player at a lower level. It is the same as with football coaches, which is like, I would rather be carried off the field, you know, than walk away when I still have juice in the tank. What do you think, Ramos? Um, I just think, I mean, I, I, I think he's fine as a Rams coach. I think if he had walked away, I do see where Jason's coming from and you – I do think if it would have walked away, it just seemed like too quick. Like you, you get in there, win a championship, then you move on. I, unless he really had ambitions to be a head coach of some other team, um, then yeah, I guess that would work. But otherwise, I feel like he's comfortable in Los Angeles. He loves the lifestyle here. Um, I don't really know, else know where he'd want to go. So I think he did the right he thing. He wouldn't have to go anywhere, though. Remember, he wouldn't have to go anywhere. Like if you work for Fox, you live in the same house. Right, you but only, I mean, you're assuming he doesn't want to be a head coach ever again. Is that what you're saying? That no, he would? No, that's not what Jason said. That's not what I said. Right. It's you go and do broadcasting at the very peak of it, and anytime you want to come back, somebody's going to hire you because you've been to a Super Bowl and won another Super Bowl, and you're still not yet forty years old. No, that's all true. But the point is, does he? Where does he want to go else? When he, where else would he want? I mean, I guess he's a coach at Washington, so he's he's been in Washington D.C. It's not. I guess it's really not a problem. He doesn't have to be in Los Angeles to coach. A head football team. He could probably go anywhere he wants to. So, yeah. And, and I mean, he. there's another team in L.A., by the way. Yeah, the Chargers. That, that, that may be looking, that may yeah. be looking for a coach That's a good point. Than, yeah. Sooner rather than later. Sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird. The walking away after winning. I mean, Brady should have walked away after he won. Yeah. But all these guys are all these guys are the same. They're, they're wired in a way in which they're so completely competitive that, I mean, that's what that's Brady's statement of what's your favorite Super Bowl ring, the next one, is the embodiment of that mentality it takes to succeed at that level. But I also, understand that. Go ahead. Don't you feel that when Brady wanted to come back, didn't you feel like he was trying not to go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, he was felt like he was trying to go someplace else and then it just didn't work out and he was stuck. I think he didn't want to play for Arians. I thought he thought Arians okay. ran too loose a ship. That would be my guess. Um, Jay Stu, what do you, do you think... I mean, I, I I think there's a correlation there, Brady and McVeigh, and it's the exact same thing. Although Brady's obviously done it longer and at, at that high level for the whole time, I think it's that same thing, though. That's what I texted you earlier today, where I think all these stories are the same. It's guys, just competitive egos, they can't walk away. It's like, why would he take, why would those guys take that job? Like, because they're, they, they, they love football. You know, I tell people this all the time. If when you see a coach retire and they go to studio, if they go to studio, they might be done. If they go call games, I talked about this with Urban Meyer, his first time at Fox, where I said, I knew you were going to come back when you were at ESPN, you were calling games. He's like, why? I was like, because a coach who's done it like you've done it for 30 years, 
You can't go and prep for a game and then walk out of the stadium having not won or not lost and not having a team to talk to or a film to break down. There's just, it's, it's the best, worst, bad, it's the best hard job there is when you've been a coach and you got to turn to be an analyst. It's a great topic, Jason, and I don't think you're wrong empirically, like it would have been a smart thing, but I don't know that if, if that gets him out of bed in the morning. Whereas I think trying to fix a problem, even mid-season, I actually think that's what energizes these guys. That's what energizes these guys. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a, there's, there's always a time where you get somebody on. 
where you get somebody on, you're like, you want to commend uh, Lee Mayock and Jason Stewart because they, they booked the guests in the show. Can you find the right guests for the right time? And, and the right guests for the right time aren't, aren't always the, the names, right? Like there's forever the, the inside radio, right? It's the, oh, is it a, a Derek, like are you booking like Derek Jeter, right? Like everyone used to fight to get Derek Jeter on and you get Derek Jeter on and he was the worst interview ever because Derek was about image and he didn't want to say anything, right? You got to find the right guest for the right time. Antonio Dan is like the perfect guest, okay? Because um, he, he played for the Spurs, Okay. He's a very, very good player, very well-regarded dude in the locker room, and he's been an outstanding analyst uh, previously with Oklahoma City, and um, and and now with um, and now he's covering the New Orleans Pelicans, and he joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And I, I bring up your history with the Spurs because the the Nets are run by Sean Marks, and a lot of and Jock Vaughn was a Spur and a Spur assistant, right? He's all it's all kind of part of the same sort of a family um, mm-hmm. before we get to the other elements of the Kyrie story. I, look, I just full disclosure. I grew up idolizing Jock Vaughn. He was a senior when I was a freshman in Southern California. Like he was in terms of true point guard. He was the guy. He was a magician. He went to Kansas had a very good college career and was a, was a, a lifetime backup as a pro. But uh, again, I idolized the guy as a person and a player. So I have an affinity for him. What do you think about what all went down to fire Nash and then end up hiring Jock Vaughn? Well, first, I, honestly, Doug, well, first, thanks for having me. I, I, I'll say I do think Steve Nash being let go was the right move for that time. But I also come to the defense of Steve Nash and ask the question, has he ever shown the ability to coach with with a healthy team? And I would say no. So on one hand, I get letting him go now, but on the other hand, I defend him and say, you know what, he never got a fair shot. He never got a fair shot up front. If you go back and look at Steve Nash's tenure in, in Brooklyn, right? A global pandemic, dealing with the stuff with Kyrie Irving, um, the James Harden trade. When they were healthy, those 16 games, they were 13-3. What if we judged them on that? What if he judged them on those 16 games, what it looked like when James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant were all healthy at the same time? He didn't. You know what? After that, everything else fell apart. You know, they went into the playoffs that year when they were healthy and ran through Boston. You know, and then James Harden gets hurt. And then Kyrie Irving gets hurt. And they never had an opportunity, or he never had an opportunity to recover after that. So because of the circumstances, do I think it was the right time to let him go? Yes. But on the flip side, I will also say with his tenure in Brooklyn, he never really got a fair shake to show what he can do with a healthy team anyway. I would I would make the case that he didn't get a fair shake when he got the job and Kyrie Irving said we don't really need a head coach. For sure. Agreed. You know? Agreed. I think um, that's, that, that's fair. That's fair. Along with all that he had to deal with after. Okay, so then... So then now we fast forward. And again, I, I want to get I want to have a better, a, a good discussion about the Kyrie situation. But mm-hmm. just in terms of coaching Kyrie, you know, I, no one else pointed this out. But me, Kyrie was was healthy, was cleared, wouldn't go to the bubble. Now, maybe it was because of the other stuff, but he didn't. It wasn't an open. If he really wanted to support Jock Vaughn as head coach, Jock Vaughn would have been the head coach after the last time he was interim. So there's something mm-hmm. there where Kyrie doesn't value jock 
the way he probably should, right? And Jock is a Spurs well, guy. Know if value is the right word. Okay. I don't know if value is the right word. I, I mean, the thing that, that I've learned as a player is you have, and, and you know this, Doug, not just as a player, but also as a person, you have different relationships with different people. It doesn't mean I don't value you. It don't mean that I don't value what you bring to the table, but maybe our relationship just isn't as strong as my relationship with someone else. I, I get it, but if you I, – I, my question is, um, will, will Kyrie let Jock coach him, right? Like, I don't, even know if, I don't even know if the organization wants him back, to be honest with you. I kind of think the they question. don't – I don't think they that's want the him question. back. Right? It, it, that's the question. And, and my thing is, if you don't want him back, then as opposed to having him go through these six steps, let him go. You know, what I mean by that, and I know contractually that's something they can't do. You aren't going to just waive him and, and eat $37 million. You know, it's different if he's on a minimum contract. But when a guy's getting paid $37 million, you can't just waive him and let him go because then you have to eat that $37 million. What I mean is if you know that you don't want Kyrie Irving to be a part of or represent your organization anymore, find some sort of way to move him on. I don't care if it's a buyout, start seeking trades, whatever it may be. But if you know that Kyrie Irving is not going to be a – you don't – Joseph Sy, if you know that you don't want Kyrie Irving to be a part of your organization moving forward, so be it. I don't have an issue with that. The question also becomes, Doug, if I'm Kyrie Irving, after the way that everything is going down here in Brooklyn, do I still want to play basketball in Brooklyn? So you think Kyrie is a victim in this thing? Not at all. No way, no how. No, I, I would never, I wouldn't say Kyrie's a victim because Kyrie is the one who sparked this whole thing. And I feel like Kyrie had more control of this situation than he realizes that he did. No question. I'll be the first one to tell you. I'll be the first one to tell you that Kyrie Irving was wrong with what he did. My thing is, what I felt should have happened is he should have been punished. He should have been punished immediately. You know what I mean? The moment that this stuff came out and he offended the Jewish community, he should have been punished right then. I, I, I agree, but let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me present to you the other side to it, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I think they just, all they wanted him to do was apologize and move on, and he wouldn't do it. And they gave him a week. So, I, I so, get that. So you get, and, and not you, but there's a lot of people that are powerful NBA players or voices that are like, look, he did something wrong, he apologized, we move on. Like, yeah, but that's not what happened. Okay? He, right. he tweeted something out. Okay, people called him on it. They asked him about it at press conferences. He was openly defiant okay. about it. Then he said, I'm not standing down. Then he offered up something, but it wasn't an apology. And that's when the commissioner was like, that's not really an apology. They gave him another couple of days. Finally, the team was like, we got to shut you down. Right. And then and only then did he apologize. And again, For sure. this, this also comes on the back of and look, I agree with you in terms of had you punished maybe more quickly, it wouldn't have been a severe whatever. But but we also, it, this is not an isolated thing with Kyrie in terms of this and, defiance. And you're right. And, and I feel like a lot of this comes from the reputation. You know what I mean? It comes to a point where you tell yourself as an organization and as a commissioner, like, all right, this is the last straw. It's been too much. You know, you, you've, you've, you've done too much. You said too much. So this is like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to Correct. speak. Right. Yeah. Now, my my thing is, and and I said from from day one, no, I don't think Kyrie Irving is a victim. 
No, I, I 100%. I feel like Kyrie Irving was wrong in what he did. Not Because the thing is, he had control of how this was going to play itself out eventually. Because if when he realized that I offended the Jewish community, if he would have come out at that particular time and said, you listen, I am sorry for what I said. This is not what I meant. Because what I hate that athletes do is they take a stand in a certain particular political category or religious category, and then they can't articulate the knowledge about it. Just say what you meant. Say what you meant, and that puts a lot of things to rest. So if you say, listen, I'm sorry I offended the Jewish community. What I wanted to do by tweeting this was fill in the blank. I wanted to spread information. I wanted to spread knowledge, whatever it may be. But be prepared to articulate your thoughts and your views and your opinions when you take a stand on something. I, I could not agree. Listen, I, listen, I couldn't agree with you more. He was, but that's, that's kind of part of the point here, right? Where he was, Nick Ferdell asked him, like, what do you oh, mean by, all you got, all you got to okay, do is but, like, hold on, but, but all you got to do is, is tell people like, wh- wh- what was your thinking behind this? So what, it, what it does is it makes it worse. It honestly makes, it, uh, makes, and I don't know if you know this, I'm, I'm Jewish, right? And I'm not like yeah, one of these yeah. like super easily offended when somebody says like, oh, I jewed you down. You just go like, you know, it's not the greatest thing to say or whatever, you know, like I'm not one of these, one of those people that's super sensitive. It's just not how I'm wired. On the other hand, when you don't want to, when you want to act like you're not promoting it and, and you're underselling, Kyrie's underselling himself. Like on social media, he has 11 million combined followers. Like that's people. And so when he doesn't mm-hmm. offer us, as you pointed out, any sort of substance or context of what his takeaway is, it leaves us to assume that he agrees with it and believes it. And then he still wouldn't say what it was about to him. And by doing that, that makes anybody assume, oh, he, he, he must actually agree I, with it. He just doesn't want to say it because he knows he'd be ostracized by the league and its sponsors. I, I agree. And what that does is when you aren't prepared to speak up on that, it opens you up for interpretation for people to create a narrative. When yep. you don't say anything. So then people can kind of create and say what they think you meant. Here's my thing, though. Okay, I, I'll tell you two quick things. Number one, what I've understood Doug, it's not on me as a black man to tell someone who is of the Jewish descent or background what should be offensive to them. Like, I've heard, I don't know how many people say, oh, man, that shouldn't be offensive. No, 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 that's not how this works. It's not on me to tell someone what should be offensive to them because I know how it makes me feel right. when something offends me and someone says, oh, man, that shouldn't offend you, and they don't look like you, nor did they have to go through what you've gone through. They haven't. Here's what I'll say, Doug. Two things can be right at the same time. We can both agree that 100% that Kyrie Irving was wrong in what he did. The fact that he didn't articulate what he meant in that particular tweet, right? The fact that he didn't apologize up front. And then on the other end, also say that what they're asking him to do stems on the side of excessive. Two things can be can be true at the same time. Like, it's not like if I say what they're choosing to ask Kyrie Irving to do is excessive, that that means he's a, ver- that he, that means he's a victim. Nor that if I say, oh, well, he did this and he did that, he did that, nor does that put it on the other side. I feel like in this particular case, two things can be true at the same time. Yes, 100% Kyrie Irving could have been wrong and was wrong in what he did. Did he have control of the situation? 100%. 
Could he have deaded this from the front by articulating himself and apologizing? 100%. But also on the flip side of all that, I will also feel comfortable in saying what they are asking him to do feels excessive. I, I, I would, I'd, here's, here's the pushback on the excessive part, okay? He was already going to donate the $500,000, right? The sensitivity training, you had to know, like, anytime something like that, that's, that's kind of part and parcel to it. There's two separate parts of the sensitivity training, but whatever. The meeting's already taken place, right? So, you know, and, and while it may be deemed to be excessive, all of this noise and ruckus has been excessive in comparison to how easy, how easy it would have been had he just apologized and we moved on like a week and a half ago it would have been okay so here's the big question last thing antonio dan is joining us of course lead analyst covers the the pels i want to talk pels next time i'm fascinated by this team um i i I agree with you i don't think they want him back i mean i think that's why that sentence in the state the the statement from the team not fit to be a brooklyn net i don't think they want him back the problem is they couldn't really trade him in this offseason what leads you to think they can trade him now I, i don't i don't know but, but that's, that's my issue with... And, and the, oh, oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I, this is just me, a, a brain, brain function, uh, in, not sure, functioning. Sure. And I think the other part to the Kyrie Irving thing, and let's be honest with it, is like, if they get rid of Kyrie, are, is, Ky, is Kevin Durant going to not show up to work? Like, that's well, the whole well, that's problem the with this thing. That's the thing. Well, those are, those, are, those are two completely separate entities to me. You know what I mean? Like, but they're not. Like, KD has had it, Kyrie's back the whole time. Okay, but here's my thing, Doug. Are we speaking? Are we speaking professionally here? Yes. What's more important? What's more important, the, the professional part or the ethical part here? What what eth- ethical in terms of because what? Expl- what I'm saying is, it, it, basically, are you basically saying they should keep Kyrie Irving after everything that he's done, even though Joseph Tsai is Jewish, Adam Silver is Jewish. Well, let's just keep him even though we completely disagree with what he's done and the fact that we don't want him to represent our organization because we don't want to lose Kevin Durant? Yes. No, I'm not with that. There are certain things, and this is just me speaking. Obviously, I'm not in a position to make those decisions. There are certain things that are more important than the sport of basketball. Oh, I, there are certain listen, things in life that we have to take a stand on. I, and if I, that's I, what I, you truly believe, then stand on it. No, I, I understand. Like, again, but what, what I'm what the, the picture that I think we're painting is an accurate one because it's everybody looks at things in just a linear fashion. Right. And very, you know, just like the he said something, he did something, he tweeted something, he shouldn't tweet it. He should have just apologized. And it's done not taking in all the other stuff. It's the same thing here. Like it's not it, it seems easy enough. Hey, if you don't want Kyrie, just get rid of Kyrie. The problem is there's a whole it becomes a, a domino effect and. You want to see what this thing looks like. I, I don't know. I, it, the, the whole thing is, is fascinating to me. I, I, I appreciate you joining us. I thought that was a really good discussion. And next For time, sure. let's talk basketball next time. Is that cool? <laughs> you know I'm with that, brother. You know uh, I'm with that. Appreciate you. Antonio Daniels joining us. Of course, uh, uh, he's color analyst for the New Orleans Pelicans. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.